Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, folks? It's your boy Edo for the HawksBeat.com. Tonight, we filmed a live podcast on Facebook, and I was joined by several of my good media friends. We talked about the Hawks, shared some media memories, and had a bunch of laughs. Special thanks to Jamelia, Nia, Yakiri, and Malik for joining me on this episode. I really appreciate you all. Sit back and relax. I hope you enjoy this episode. Like we always do about this time. <laughs> I was gonna rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to a live quarantine edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I have with me the baddest uh, media team assembled. Oh, dang. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hot girl up, man. That's my job. I got to bring you out, right? Yeah. I decided ten, to ten. assemble the crew like the Avengers. <laughs> and, uh, talk a little talks, talk a little sports on the platform, and um, I'm just thankful to you guys for joining us. So let me give you guys a little introduction in case you have joined and you don't quite know who all these beautiful people are. Uh, let's start with Miss Jamila. Jamila is the purveyor of uh, ATLHawksFans.com. She mm-hmm. is a up-and-coming photographer to the stars. Uh, <laughs> all around good person. Take it. <laughs> yeah, Lady J, what's going on, girl? Hey, hey, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining us in the checks in the mail because y'all, Jamil's the only one getting paid for this. I had to, oh, I had to a little pants oh. Normally, I don't do this. I'm normally, yeah. <laughs> Take me out to eat. <laughs> Take me out to eat. <laughs> I'm glad you put it out there, though, so I don't have to hide it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, next up, uh, we have this, the, the stuff from playing sports. Tanista, uh, carry, uh is it Thompson or Thomas? Oh, my gosh. You don't know me, Ed? Oh, really? Thomas, it's Thomas. I'm sorry. Uh, Thomas, I'm sorry. Okay, Look. I'm walking away. No, let me tell you. Let me tell you why it's my fault. <laughs> oh, my, <laughs> my notes. I wrote all my notes on, on an index card, oh, and I couldn't okay. read my handwriting. Oh, the teacher can't read his handwriting. Oh, hey, I can't even read my handwriting. I'm like my son. Chicken scratch. <laughs> but uh, started all Jerry over, is, Professor. What's no, my go ahead, is the only yeah, What's my name? <laughs> Put some respect on it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Yakiri is the only person that can call me the professor. Yeah. She is a <laughs> she is a hustler and uh chicks in the sports. If you follow them, they have like eight million Twitter followers. That's a lie. And, uh, Keep going. Yeah. Instagram but, uh, mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us, Miss Yakiri. It's good to see your face as always. Always. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Uh, next up, we have uh, Miss Nia Sap. Nia is all over the place. If you've ever logged onto the internet, yeah. I'm pretty sure you've seen a Nia Sap clip. She's somewhere. the clout guy. Clout guy. Right? What? Not at all. Not at all. Clout <laughs> goddess. She is. Uh, she does great work, man. She's a hustler. She's done a lot of stuff. She's doing a uh, a good series right now. Check you out on the YouTube. Uh, your last series. Now, you, you interviewed someone from WNBA, right? Yeah, Rashonda Gray. Rashonda Gray. That was a good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made it through about half of them because I was kind of watching them while I was at work. I was yeah. like, I got to come back and uh, check out the other <laughs> half. But she does good work. Hard working young lady. And uh, I appreciate you for coming on. And then last but not least, uh, Malik Brown. He, he is the purveyor of armchair hawks. Uh, <laughs> coming in at 6'1", 180 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bring that no, down to 20 pounds, man. Bring that down to 20 pounds. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Malik's a media guy. And we all know each other from covering Hawks games. They all do great work. And I'm just glad that they came in to, uh, you know, kick it with me. And uh, just talk a little bit about, you know, the media experience and just share some of our stories and everything that we got going on. Uh, so, guys, let's let's start with the Atlanta Hawks. Um, let's do it. I want to start with that last game, uh, the last game of the season. I didn't even go to the game. I was like, yeah, I had my intern go for me. I had my guy Ty go for me. And I'm watching, and that was the night everything just unfolded. Like, you heard about Rudy Gobert. Um, and, then, and the next thing you know, the, like, the season is canceled. I'm like, yo, like, I didn't even get to go to the last game because I'm like, yo, I'll get this game to tie. I'll go to the next one. And so I'm watching and I'm like, yo, Vince Carter. And like, everything is just like, it was just crazy. Like, I don't know how many of y'all were at the game. If you were, talk a little bit about that experience because I wasn't even in the building. Who yeah. wants to go first? <laughs> just jump in there. Just jump in there. Uh, I'll go. Uh, yeah, go so, ahead. So, uh, yeah, I was there for the last game. I was there for the last game, and uh, even before the game started, you know, we were all talking about the corona and whatnot, like what's going on around it. And um, I think it was about – it had to be after halftime, a little bit after halftime. And the Hawks were down big this game. They, I, I didn't even really feel like watching the game after a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was bad. It was bad. Mm. But I know a little bit after halftime, I know the news came out that Rudy had tested uh, positive. And then, like, a couple minutes later, uh, Shams had tweeted that Adam Silver, he had uh, canceled the season. Mm-hmm. And from then on to the end of the game, I was not focused on the game at all. I was like, wow, they really just canceled the entire season. And in the back of my – and then you look at the game and the Hawks came back. And I was like, wow, bro, this is crazy. It was just so much going on all at once. And then, you know – the post-game interviews, it was – everything was just crazy to me. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it was – it was wild because I didn't know that game was going to uh, go into overtime. Mm. <laughs> right. The game, the game did go into overtime. Talk about we it. We forgot about that. Yeah. 
let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, like, man. this would be this would be the game that goes into overtime, right. of course. Like, because so I was I was kind of like heading to the you know to the back, so I was like getting ready, and then that's when like everybody was like, mm, this is it, and everybody was chanting for Vince Carter because they were like, this might be the last time we'll see Vince. Mm-hmm. We gotta see Vince. Like the the atmosphere was weird. Was weird. Crazy. Yeah. So what was the mood like in the locker and, I, and I'm just kicking myself, guys, because, like, I legit was like, yo, man, I'm going to get tired of covering this game, and I'm going to be at the next one. And now it's like, I don't – I missed Vince's last game. Like, I, you know, I was just kicking myself. But what was the feel like in the postgame, like, uncertainty? Like, what was the feel like? Oh, my gosh. That whole night, I mean, it, the mood was – well, is it safe to say somber? It was kind of like we were sad, but yet we didn't yeah. know what to expect. Because I remember, Malik, you were sitting by me, right? And I'm oh, sure Jamila yeah. was on my <laughs> left side, and she always <laughs> is. And I remember, like, at halftime, I did go downstairs. And I got the word, you know, this is Vince's last game. So I remember going back upstairs and telling everyone, like, I think this may be it. And then, of course, we all knew about you know, the cancellation of the season. And then it just, I just remember going to the locker room and it was not locker room, I'm sorry, the press room, because that's where we were allowed, remember? We could they didn't give you all locker room access? Oh, wow. Get into the locker room. And wow. they were bringing the players out to us. And one by one, who was first? Was it Trey? Did Trey come out first? Do y'all remember? Or John? I can't remember. Or was it Coach? Uh, who was? Coach, coach <laughs> came out first. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it might have been John after that. Yeah, John, and then was it Trey? And then Vince was last, right? Right, Right. So, you know, that whole night, we were there for, what, a good two hours, right? It was... I'm sure you were. Vince was... was Yeah, Yeah, that was a minute. I mean... Say the best for last, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Say the best for last. Got a lot of sound, huh? It was was weird. (laughs) It was weird. It was, to me, it was kind of like, we just didn't know. I think what was going to happen after that. Jamila and DNA Sports Done, we were all kind of sitting there. After, remember, we sat there like after. Yeah, we were just sitting there, just, just waiting, Shot. thinking, like, <laughs> shocked. Like, I don't know. It just, right. everything seemed like it escalated so quickly. Yeah, like, It was like, at first, it was like, you can't, like, touch any of the players. You can't right. dap anybody up. You can't yeah. do any of this. And then it was like, as we went along, it was like, you can't go in the locker room. Locker room. They're going to bring them out. And then it was like, oh, the season is being suspended. And we're like, what? what? Like, yeah, it was just, everything just seemed to happen so fast. Like, so fast. Not to mention, hand sanitizers was everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> that's true. No, that's true. Grab them. They put it everywhere. Right. <laughs> and then that's when Dwayne Dedman had the big one. He <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It was, it was a crazy night. But can I say this one thing, guys? And I promise I'll be quiet and let you guys have a chat. <laughs> uh, that night, the most memorable moment of that night is I saw Ryan Cameron, right? And I joked mm-hmm. with him. I was like, Ryan, you got your hand sanitized? He was like, man, I got a gallon. You need some? And I was like, I was yeah. like, no, I think we good. I think we good. <laughs> and I remember like, I was trying to, you know, go back to uh, go through the tunnel, and he was like, "Just go ahead, just go. Walk, look, don't let me walk first. You just go ahead." <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that was kind of my last real vivid memory 
And I just want to, you know, give a shout out and prayers up to Ryan Cameron because, you know, he is a yes. legend for ATL. I haven't spoke about it since, you know, it happened. But again, we got to send up prayers to yes. the voice of the Falcons, voice of the Atlanta Hawks. Right. Hey, Ryan King, that's what he is. Atlanta Radio. Yeah, Amen. for sure. Amen. No doubt, man. He, he is. He is the embodiment of Atlanta. Atlanta. Like you can't yes. have the Atlanta discussion without, without Ryan, Ryan Cameron. So, right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Glad to see that that he's on the men on the uptick. Right. And, right. Uh, you know, prayers for his recovery. Um, let's talk a little bit about Vince, you guys. Um, we were treated in, in like what I try to do a lot of the times as media when I talk or when I have a podcast or in just even a conversation is give the fans an idea of what it's like behind the curtain. You know, because you've given you're given access to these guys, and you know the public, and sometimes you can take it for granted. You know what I'm saying? And like, I want to hear you guys. Like, what are some like Vince Carter like memories that you've shared or run-ins with Vince that you've had in the last two years? I know when he hit uh, what was it, 25k, or was it his uh, his milestone when he scored? Uh, that was a special night. But Vince, I mean, he's just like a we legit got to cover an icon for like the last two years. But uh, so shoot me some of your Vince stories, man. man JJ not... should go first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's wild for me. Anybody who knows me knows like Vince Carter. Before I was even like interested in basketball like that, Vince Carter was like my favorite player. But it was on some like, oh, he was in the band. And I was like, oh, I'm in the band too. He plays saxophone. I'm like, I play saxophone too. So I like Vince for other reasons other than basketball. So then when I started like basketball and I was like a Nets fan. So it kind of like eventually became like, oh, I really like Vince Carter. So when he started to play for the Hawks, I was like, this is unreal. Like I was legit in shock when the Hawks got, when they sent out the press, like the press release. I'm like, Vince Carter, like I told, I told people my job. They were like, "You still playing?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Like, <laughs> so it was, it was just crazy. So to be able to, to be around him for his last years playing, like it's just, I mean, it's still kind of unbelievable. And some of the best conversations I've had with him were just not even on camera. It was like yeah. on some casual, like, "Hey, Vince, did you watch this game mm -hmm. yesterday, or did mm -hmm. you do this?" And he was just so like cool like and he mm -hmm. would just talk to you he wasn't mm -hmm. like in a rush to get out of there he would just he like, wasn't in no rush but he's he's all right like yeah. he's one of the very few players that i would get starstruck around like I mean, I was legit like, and then once you talk to him, you're like, it's just Vince. Like, Vince. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. like you don't have to be like that. So I don't even know like a, a particular story. I think when I told him, like I was a big fan of his and because he was in the band and he was like telling me like <laughs> behind the scenes story, he was like, oh, you know, like such and such was telling me not to do this when I was in college and that, and I was like, what, this is crazy. And I'm like, can I record this? But no, no, let's talk. Like, it was just cool to just talk to him. So yeah, that's that's all I got. Vince always had stories. Now, if you went to talk to Vince, you better make sure you had good positioning and you better make sure you had enough space on your phone. Vince, and you guys are laughing because you know I'm telling the truth. No, it's the truth. You it's ask Vince one question, he'd be like, well, back in 98, when 
I was a rookie. Yeah, right? But he had the best stories. And like, he did. He did. Like, I remember everything so vividly. Like, yes. yeah, yeah. Do you guys remember on media day, one, I think it was last year, his first year, he talked about uh, when he was following Tiger Woods when they won the Masters and how they had like the same agent back in the day. I was like, this oh, is cool. Like, this man, it was story time with events, man. He was so cool, man. It was just. A legend, man. A legend. A legend for sure. I think my most memorable moment of events, and Jamila was with, there with me because she put me on blast. <laughs> and you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> so weird. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I, you know I normally don't get starstruck at all. Um, Vince Carter, I was about to ask him a question, and the question, I guess he had finished up, and Jamila stopped him. He was like, Vince, Yakiri has a question, and for seconds, so I finally <laughs> pushed it out. But no, he the last two years has been nothing but a pleasure. Just to see that icon, just to even think. Of course, I'm like the old kid on the block, uh, uh, the '90s kid. And growing up, seeing Vince close to my age, still doing what he do, knowing when I try to get out the bed, my knee sometimes hurt. <laughs> and looking at him like, how, <laughs> how, how did you do, do it? that? <laughs> so that was nothing but admiration, just to see that him being of a certain age, still going, you know, still doing some things that most of us cannot do anymore. Mm-hmm. It was it, it was amazing just to see him and the stories that he told. I think the, again, one of the most memorable moments was the Kobe when Kobe passed away yeah. and he sat down and shared those intimate stories with us. Oh yeah. That was he like was so something. real about it. He was like, right. He was like, when we were playing, we I didn't really like yeah. him. Like he was right. Just like, right. Real. Yeah. Like. right. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. It was amazing for us to be able to cover that. That was a blessing. Um yeah. for me it was when again I, I think that and I'm trying to remember what milestone he hit. When he scored, I don't know if it was like, I, I just, but you guys remember the night where he scored that bucket, and it was like Vince Carter night. You know, he had he he scored it on a dunk, and the time that he took with the media afterwards, and you know Vince was never in a rush. You know, he talked about how he got to play with all of these legends going up, and then at the end, shout out to Garen Hawks PR. He let us take a picture with Vince and. For those of you in the media know, like, you don't really take pictures with athletes. That's just kind of part of the protocol. Yeah. And I will never forget, you know, that moment where Vince is taking a picture with us. I don't know how I got, like, in the back row. Like, Jamil's up in the front. Like, I don't know how she got in the front. <laughs> but, like, I ended up in the back. But I didn't care because I got my little head up in that spot. But um, it, it was just it was just a, a dope moment, and I'm really going to miss uh, covering a guy like him. And, I, and I, I hate that it had to go out like this, but yeah. He's such a good dude, man. I know that he's going to prosper and Absolutely. wherever he goes next. Um, shifting gears, I wanted to talk, and we talk about like this media experience, and I wanted to talk about the, the, the kind of the media beginnings, the humble beginnings. And I want to kind of start with the young pups, with Nia and Malik, um, who are kind of newer than, they don't have the years under the belt like the grizzled veterans. Like, it's, <laughs> it's okay. Um, and Nia specifically, um, talk a little bit. Now, you guys both started covering the Hawks as a result of the crush. Of course, sports talk. Mm-hmm. Shout right. out to our guys, Maceo and Glaze. Shout out. Uh, 
Talk about boys. Guys. Talk about like how when you first start, you're like your first Hawks game, if you can remember the jitters mm-hmm. and like talk about that experience and what it was like. Oh my gosh. I remember I was so nervous because of course, like for me, I haven't been I've been I've been in school out of state for four years. I was playing basketball and stuff, so I never got a chance to go home. So um, when I first started covering the season, you know, I was texting Malik like, where do I go? What do I do? <laughs> yeah. Because when You're I worked see a tunnel. Was... Go down the tunnel and there's a side door. <laughs> now, see, I remember the media door. I remember the media door because when I used to be a ball kid for the dreams, that's where my mom had to drop me off. So. I was, you know, I was a little familiar, but I think for me was like knowing, okay, we got a pregame uh, presser, you got shoot around. It was just like a lot of different things. I was able to follow and kind of get with it, but um, it was, it was exciting. I was so nervous, but also very excited because I got the chance to finally cover like my hometown professional basketball team, you know, that I grew up watching that I knew about, but now like I'm really on the other side covering the Atlanta Hawks, you know, Um, and it may not seem as exciting to a lot of people because when they think about the Hawks, they think about the Hawks, but I'm like, this is my hometown team and we're very special and we're very young. So it was a blessing. Um, I'm hoping to get more years like y'all, but it was great. All right. That's <laughs> awesome. And, and I'll say this before I go to you, Malik. Um, the reason why I kind of gravitate gravitated towards Nia and Malik, because there's there's some people that get access. There's some people that get access to covering a game and they don't take it seriously, you know? Mm-hmm. And one thing that I noticed about Nia and Malik, like they were serious about mm-hmm. the content. They yeah. were serious about you know, covering the game, not just like, oh, man, I'm around all these stars, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. some folks, I mean, we all, we're not going to shout no names out, but, you know, some folks are just there just to get their picture taken or to say, oh, look at my press pass, I'm at the game. Right. As opposed to the folk who be in their work. Y'all know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. So, like, after the game, you know, I see Nia doing a little post-game and, like, mm-hmm. cussing out herself because you can't get it. Like, <laughs> you know, Malik the same way, you know what I'm saying? Well, let me tell you, E-Dub was my coach, though. You were my coach because <laughs> you were so supportive. It was between you and the, the custodial staff, they were in there like, girl, this is take number 200. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate, you know, of course, all of the feedback. And of course, I would be so nervous doing these. I know what happened in the game, but I'd be like, oh, I forgot to say this. I forgot to say that. So yeah, I appreciate you. <laughs> and, you know, it, it was just, you know, it, it's not easy, you know, but you know, a lot of times you'd be like, man, it'd be like, it's like 12 o'clock because yeah. you stay late listening to Vince Carter talk about something. Yeah. So it's like, late. Yeah. You're trying to wrap up the thing, but you know, it's it's I appreciated how y'all attacked the craft as somebody who was young and in their twenties. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Malik, talk about your experience when you first got started covering the Hawks. Like how did you feel? Like what did it look like and feel like? Uh I think re- really the Hawks was probably the the most the team that I don't know, like as in terms of like stature, like that it was up there for me because I covered like Georgia State games, but it was nothing like Hawks game or anything like that. I think the one thing I was really worried about was where I was gonna park and how I was supposed to, where I'm gonna get in. Like those are the things I was really worried. I'm always worried about those things before I get like anywhere new, trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go, where I'm supposed to sit. So after I got through all that, I mean, you go upstairs and you just like you see all these people that you've seen on Twitter, Facebook, 
I know I had already seen Jamila and Kerry um at the at the radio station, so I already knew about them. So I was more comfortable. And then E Dub, I've seen you on Twitter a couple of times with your podcast or whatnot. So I mean you see familiar faces and you start, you know, feeling like feeling like you're at home basically. Like this is this is the, you know these people. You see them all the time talking about the Hawks. You connect with them on social media. So you get really comfortable after after uh being there a couple of games, honestly. Yeah, and you do kind of gravitate to each other, um, especially those that are there, like, on a consistent basis. Right. I know I always – once I started to get a little bit of tenure, I'd always, like – if I see somebody young, I'd always try to say something to them. Hey, you know what to do? Like, I saw some people, like, some guys uh, taking pictures of the credentials and putting on Instagram. I'm like, yo, man, you don't want to do that. Like, Garen was like, you know, just putting folk right. on game, but sometimes they just don't know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just kind of schooling cats, you know? Uh, Jamil and Yakiri, I'm curious as, as to your 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 humble beginnings because you guys were. I came a year after Jamila, and Yakiri. What year did you start? Huh. I probably this is probably the fourth year that I've been covering the Hawks. It's been about four years. Okay. Yeah, about four years. So what was it like when you guys first got started? Because I know when I first started, I was like. I just like I was like on Jamelia's back, like I was like, so where do we go now? You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know she was so helpful and just like just, I mean I just follow her and she knew everybody and so that was the approach I took. Mm-hmm. Like, introduced me to like everybody and and that was good because when I, I I took an intern to a game one time, a guy from college, and after the game I was like I was like okay so what'd you experience? And he was like well one thing I noticed is that you spoke to everybody from the security guards to mm-hmm. the people doing, he was like, yeah. that's important. I was like, that's important. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Relationships are everything because mm-hmm. in the media business, you always get those people who are like, hey, take me to a Hawks game. Well, it doesn't quite work like that. But, yeah. you know, uh, Jamea, talk about your your experience when you first started. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm trying to think. I actually started covering community events first. So. Okay. I wanted to get in and I wanted to cover sports like the games, but it was difficult. Mm-hmm. And I just started, I was like, Oh, what are they going to have? So I think I went to something that Larry drew had. He had something like during the summer and then I interviewed him and then I went to Jeff Teague's something. And then like I had interviewed Damian Wilkins before that. So like that was kind of my way of kind of getting familiar with everybody and kind of talking to people and then from meeting Larry Drew, that's when I kind of got in with PR and I was talking about them and talking to them about covering games. And so that's when I started. And I started in, what was it, 2012? 2012, something like that. But I started like kind of mid-season, so I started game by game. So yeah. I had no clue, no clue what I was doing, no clue anything. And new bias actually was he Shout was out to the yeah, he was pretty he's pretty the big and like helping me and showing me the ropes and showing me around and stuff so it's always like that one at least one person that'll kind of like take you under their wing and like show you things so he was the person for me like that first year because I was like going in there I I mean I wasn't even covering sports like I had like a totally different day job and I still do but like I was doing something totally different so this is my first time covering sports in general so for me to go like from just kind of like blogging about it to actually going to the games, that was like some major that I was not used to, not expecting. So. Yeah, I mean, relationships are everything. And shout out to Nabias because Nabias, you know, he helped me too. Like he was like, 
yo, this guy, he, I mean, just showing you the ropes, knowing how different people are. And we, <laughs> we all, I got some good Nabias stories, man. Nabias was a bulldog. And I remember when I first started him and, um, oh, Jamie, what was the guy's name that wrote for the AJC? Um, oh, Viv. <laughs> Viv, Chris Vivimore. Those two mix like oil and water. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let me, and I don't know if Yakiri was here when this, when uh, Chris Vivimore was was the lead um, was the lead uh, reporter, but um, Vivimore after the game he would always ask like the first five questions, and I don't know why I don't I guess because we were young we would always just let him we would just, like wait, Coach Bud coming to a game he would come <laughs> after the game, and like we would just be quiet we would wait for 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 Viv to talk. And it's crazy now that you see the maturation. Now yeah. we're all more vocal and not afraid to ask that first question, not to ask, you know, because like, y'all know me, like, I don't care. Like, I'll ask a question without a mic. Right. <laughs> we know. We know. <laughs> <Let's project. laughs> what was the teachable moment here? <laughs> yeah, so that, that Lloyd, that Lloyd, that Lord Pierce com a press conference that went viral when it was like 16 seconds and Lord was like, I don't got nothing. And it, I, yo, I promise you, I tell this to my grave. I promise you, I felt him looking at me and I felt <sighs> like, I got to say something. I was like, what's the teachable moment? He's like, there is none. Right, right. <laughs> and then there was like five seconds of quiet and Jaren was like, all right, we're done. <laughs> wrap it up. Wrap it up. But, um, I mean, it's just been a, a, a shout-out to the Hawks PR, man. They are some yeah. good folks, yeah. Darren and they are. Uh, Jelani and, and Steinberg. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they do an amazing job They're keeping great. guys, you know, kind of like mid-tier like us, you know, who, who want to get the content. They keep us involved and stuff. So shout-out to them. Um, oh, wait. Uh, I do also want to shout-out Bob Raffin because he was the one that gave me the yes. idea to even start a blog oh. about the Hawks. Like, I was just tweeting about the Hawks, and he was like, why don't you, and Melanie, who I used to do the site with, he was like, why don't you guys start a blog? And I was like, okay, I'm not doing really anything else. So that is what, like, catapulted me into everything. Like, so yeah. he was tremendous. And, it, and people always talk about, like, how did you get started? And it's like, it's really a simple process. Like, I mean, like, you really, it's just an idea that you have to go after it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And a lot of people are scared, they're timid of failure. And you just got to go after it. And mm -hmm. shout out to Bob and shout out to Dominique. Right. Like, people yeah. don't understand how many handshakes Dominique does before a game. Dominique knows everybody in the city of Atlanta. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I mean, talking. <laughs> those guys are legends, but they're so humble and just right. so sweet. And so uh, shout out to those guys. Uh, I'm curious, and, and I don't know uh, what uh, Nia or Malik will have. Maybe this will be more of a Yakiria or Jamilia question. Um, your top moment as far as, like, covering a game, like, what's, what's the moment, or even if you've had one, I don't know if, if Malik and Nia have been covering long enough where you've been like, oh, I will never, ever forget this game. Like, do you guys have, like, a moment in mind? Because I know I got at least two, maybe three, that I just come off the top. You guys got any moments of games you'll just never forget? Um, I have a few, but I know, like, for me, a lot of times the games that go into overtime are really memorable. And the game, it was the Knicks game on a Sunday. Oh, my gosh. I remember, 
Yes. Ooh, yes. What was that, like four overtimes? Yes. <laughs> yes. I remember because I specifically said when we got in there, I was like, I don't know about Sunday afternoon games, but at least we get out of here early. Like, I was hype. I was like, at least we get out of here early. And it kept going into overtime and overtime and overtime. And I remember, like, afterwards, like, somebody had asked Dennis Schroeder if he had, like, experienced anything like that and he was like hell no like he he didn't hold back like everybody was just like what is happening like this is ridiculous like we were so tired we were all so tired from that game (laughs) i remember that uh yakiri were you at that game i was not i probably (laughs) sent the intern during that time (laughs) she's a big time no 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 but i i there are so many that I can think about, but I think, you know, the most recent ones that was the most memorable was the Kobe Bryant tribute. You know, that to me, I will oh. never forget. You know yeah. what I mean? It was just like, everybody was so transparent. The mood was different. You know, it was a very somber, somber time for <laughs> sports period. Yeah. But just for us to be a part of that environment, I think that was history as well. Um, yeah, that was one of the most memorable moments recent times for me to, you know, go back and reflect on. Definitely yeah. this this season, that was definitely the most memorable. Yeah, oh my God. sure. That was such a tough game. And yes. I remember doing doing my post game after that. And I was just like, like I could barely get through it. And I was just like, man. I know when LP was talking, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was I was ready to, I was ready to go to church then, bro. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll talk about we'll talk about Pierce after this. Uh, but Nia, Malik, do you guys have any like games that, that stick out in your mind when you think about it? I would say for me it was I think it was like February third. I don't know why I remember that date, but uh, the Celtics had came, and I remember I was sitting next to I think a friend of mine, Kiri. I think you were on the other side from me, <laughs> and I mean it was like the whole city of Boston came to Atlanta for these games. Oh yeah. Because I'm sitting that. around and I'm like, you know, but it was such a, like, even though the Hawks didn't win, it was such a great game. I think Trey had like 42 that night. It was it was a really, really good game, but I don't think I would ever forget that because now I, even though I'm really, really young, I've realized like the Celtics, Celtics fans, yeah. they're yeah. different. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're they're a different breed, but no, it was a really good experience just to see like how much they love the Celtics and the uh-huh. environment. So, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of history in that Celtics fan base, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of history between the, the Hawks and the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that goes mm-hmm. like back to beyond our age, you know. So yeah. that, that that thing is always going to be like this. Uh, yeah. How about you? Uh, it's got to be that Bulls game, uh, Trey's rookie season. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, cause I remember I, when I first got in in the um in the arena, it was really quiet. You know, you know, nobody. It was the Hawks and the Bulls. You know, what what did you expect? Just another one of those one of, another game on a Friday night. But they were going back and forth, and then Trey hit that shot at the oh, end. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I'm talking about everybody went crazy. I'm talking about the media roll went crazy. I'm like. Wow, this is this is amazing. Trey doing the this is this is my city. Just seeing all of that, it was like, and it was like that was a like, I'm here moment for Trey. Like this is my city. Like, it's like this is crazy. Yeah, it, it was definitely a moment. And for those who like 
So the, the etiquette, the protocol is when you're on media row, you're not supposed to <laughs> clap or celebrate. <laughs> All of that went out the window that day. Right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Talking about the, uh, the overtime game, even the overtime That's game. True. The That's next true. Game, I remember I had video. And who was I sitting beside? I don't know if I was sitting beside uh, Don from DNA Sports or whoever. I remember I was videotaping Carmelo. And I was just yelling like I was a fan. I was like, you better double him! <laughs> Breaking all the media guidelines, right? And Because y'all know, sometimes I can get on hands, right? Especially when uh, Flip City does yeah. halftime. But, uh, Carrie? <laughs> y'all know I love Flip City, man. Yes! <laughs> but uh, for me, it would have to be, of course, uh, the, the, the Nick game, uh, like Jamelia said. But I was there covering the Al, Al Horford putback during oh. the set and during the playoffs against I think it was the Wizards when he when it, yeah, uh, it was the Wizards yeah. yeah when I tell you that I thought the roof was going to come off that place was so loud and you know like you said Malik it was just like a moment you know what I'm yeah. saying back then I you know I think uh Jamil you remember when they used to put us up in the in the hockey box oh yeah like, on the ninth <laughs> floor so like press seating for like those who weren't like top tier media like we had to sit like in the the the, the yeah it was like on the ninth floor and you had to like kind of look over to like yes. down on the uh the giant but that's a whole another story but that Al Horford put back was definitely one of my moments that I think about uh just you know top top uh memories um yeah and and Trey you know I'm sure he's gonna have many more memories uh, to go as as he progresses in his years. Um. This segment is brought to us by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry shipped quickly to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. You can get the Tillman's Trinkets and Things from our website, thehawksbeat.com. Just click on their banner, Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Shout out to our guy, Jonathan. He's done great work. He's made pieces for my daughter, for my son, for myself. Check out the folks over at Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Want to switch lanes again and talk a little bit about Coach Pierce. Um, and now M- Malik and I have a joke, you know, that we always go back and he always talks about me going to battle with some of these Hawks fans uh, about Coach Pierce. <laughs> Because, you know, sometimes y'all know how I do. And yes. Yukiri gets mad and, and Yukiri tries to hold me and she's like, Professor, I'm not sitting beside you because you are out right. of <laughs> <laughs> I be going back and forth with folks about Coach Pierce and I have my thoughts about it. But I want to hear you guys' thoughts. And let, 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 me, let me start with Yukiri since I, since I called you out. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys' thoughts about Coach Pierce, man? Let's talk about Coach Pierce a little bit. I absolutely <laughs> love Coach Pierce. I, I mean, just to have an African-American head coach for the Atlanta Hawks, to me, that's major. Um, coach Pierce is very approachable. He's one of those coaches that if you need to do an interview, he won't tell you no. Um, I remember when the season first started this year, it was a press conference. I can't remember which, we've been to so many, but I remember afterwards, Coach Pierce went to each individual one of us and shook our hands and, you know, just made himself you know, just welcoming to all of us. So again, Coach Pierce, I'll say hands down, considering, I mean, Coach Bud, yeah, you guys, 
we're more hands-on with coach, but, but I, I definitely love this coach and yeah. I hope and pray that, you know, he'll be with us for a very long time. So did you cover uh, coach Bud and Carrie at all? Off and on. Um, the first two years, it was off and on, off and okay. on. So I wasn't there like dedicated until like that third year when y'all were like, gosh, Carrie, you at every single game. <laughs> yeah. That's that what you got to do though. For people, people like, yo, man, like, how you get them with the Hawks? I was like, yo, man, like, they put me on them game-by-games, on them game-by-game game credentials, and I, I requested every single game every that year. Every single game, right. Every, every, single every game. game. That's mm -hmm. it. Like, there's a hustle and there's a grind to it that folks mm -hmm. folks talk about, but, like, they don't really want to do it. You know right. Yeah. They just want to jump in and go to the big the big names. Yeah, and, like, it doesn't work yeah. like that. Like, folks was like, yo, man, how can I get the – even folks that had credentials, they were like, how can I get the season credentials? I was like, well, you just – Got to be consistent, you know. Yeah. Pay no, you know, to it. But uh, what do you, what do you guys thoughts on, on on Coach Pierce? Um, I'll say first of all, or first of all, as a coach, I think he's doing what he was brought in to do. Like mm -hmm. he's developing the young guys, like Cam and Dre and even Bruno, like mm -hmm. playing all those minutes in their first year, like. He's developing them. He's giving them confidence. He's allowing them to grow within their positions, even to kind of challenge them to play with outside of their positions, to play different roles and to kind of speak up. Like he's challenging each and every one of them individually. And I feel like that's why he was brought here. Like he was brought here because mm -hmm. these young guys need some guidance. They need somebody that's going to allow them to grow. Like we know the older guys on the team, they're only here for a certain reason. So it's, I don't know. I, I understand sometimes why he gets scrutinized but I feel like it's a little much because I feel like the expectations are a little high like I don't know what, what people are thinking this team is supposed to be doing but it's like they're supposed to be growing they're supposed to be showing yeah, up, and yeah. that's what they're doing like look at you know look at Cam from the beginning of the year till when the season ended like come on now like that that alone should show you that something is working yeah. And let me ask you, uh, the young bucks, Malik and Nia, um, as somebody, and you guys know, I, I've gone to bat for Coach Pierce many a times. As you guys have you covered the Hawks for, for, you know, however long you guys have covered, do you see a difference now between looking at games and looking at the teams through like a media eye and the, those who look at it through like a fan eye? Like there's a difference. And it's not like it, it's not like yeah. you're better you just have a different perspective because mm -hmm. yeah. you've yeah. been in the locker room. You see how guys interact off the record. You see how Coach Pierce is in press conferences that the normal fan doesn't have. Talk about that difference between being in the media as opposed to, you know, just a, a regular fan. Uh, I think I think it's more – you start to realize things more. Uh, you start to pay attention to detail. Um just with Co Coach Pierce himself, like, I just like hearing him talk. Just like you guys say, Vince Carter can talk for a minute and it's just insightful. You can, talk, you can listen to Coach Pierce for a minute and it just – it hits you really. Like, it feels like you can can relate to him kind of. And the way he talks about the players and whatnot, it, it's really – it really means a lot. And when you go in the locker room, you hear the players talk, like John and, and um Trey, Vince, like, they all – if you just really sit back and listen, like they're really students of the game and they really just like bounce off of each other. Honestly, it's, it's really, when you, when you're really in the media, you just start to really just focus on, on focusing on things that you hear and, 
and you just keep on listening and you learn a lot. I don't think people understand how hard it is to be a coach and especially on a professional level. Um, this is his first head coaching position on the professional level. So just to see how far he's brought this team from what we were three, four years ago to now is a huge difference. And of course, we talk about we have these young guys, these young guys, like he's developing these guys to be the best they're going to be in the next two years. And um, I can say sometimes with the with decision making, with substitutions and stuff like that. But I mean, just like our players are growing, he's growing too as a coach. Mm-hmm. And one thing I can say about Coach Lloyd Pierce is that he is a class act all around. <laughs> And he is going to bring this team in and put them on the best plan and program. And I guarantee you right now, as we're sitting in quarantine, he's thinking about what is going to be next for this team. So when these fans, they, you know, they criticize him and they talk down on him and say, he needs to go, he needs to go. You know, why don't you try and be a coach for a professional Mm -hmm. team like that? It's tough, Mm -hmm. but he's doing a really, really excellent job. And Mm -hmm. I'm not even saying that just to be biased, but, I mean, I think he's an excellent coach all around, all around great person. Um, He loves and knows the game of basketball, and he knows how to use each of his players on his roster. Mm -hmm. And it's like when when you talk about Coach Pierce, and when you think back to that roster that they had in the beginning of the season, Mm -hmm. like, you know, we're not finna call no names. We're not finna call nobody out. But that roster was some hot butter garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like – and so y'all know me, I would go back and forth sometimes when I had time with Hawks Twitter, I'd be like, so what did you expect? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and I know, and I know Jamea sometimes she would send me text messages and I run stuff the wrong way. Cause y'all know I don't pull my tongue sometimes and I could be that guy, but it's okay because I'm okay with me. <laughs> I'm okay with me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> But it's funny because me and Malik would laugh all the time at the different folks I would go back with on Twitter. But it was all love. And it was just like, I never wanted to come across as like I was better. I just had a different perspective, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's all love. So shout out to Coach Pierce. I uh, hope he's doing well. His lovely wife and his lovely family. Uh, he seems like a family man. He loves the game of basketball. Right. The city really needs to get behind him. There's no, There's nothing wrong with criticism. He Nothing does so much. I'm sorry. He, but he just does so much, not only for the players' development as far as basketball, but for their development as far as, like, their mind outside mm-hmm. of basketball. Like, mm-hmm. you don't even see half – like, we don't even see a lot of what he does and what he introduces these guys to. Like, it's mm-hmm. incredible the kind of history that he shows yeah, them yeah. and just yeah. how he's able to kind of, like, talk to each one and know what each one is going through like come on there's a lot of guys to be yeah. in their personal lives and kind of understanding what each right. issue or whatever they're going through like it's crazy and he's he's he is such a good person as far as how he deals with other people like I remember when he first joined the team and I did I think I did my first I don't know what it was it was their little practice thing I think they had like at the the practice I remember, yeah. yeah and I think that was my first time talking to him or something but I knew him like through Twitter and I was like oh coach can I ask you a question and he was like yeah Jamila what's up and I was like who knows me <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like, a coach 
Lucia's not around. calling me by my name like ever. Like what? I was like, how do you know my name? Okay. So like that alone, like that just kind of showed me what kind of person he is. Like yeah. just the kind of time he takes to to know people and to kind of get to know people and understand people. Like you can't get that. You can't get that with a lot of coaches. Like that's yeah. that's incredible. Like yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. I, I think one uh, one memory that I can say about Coach, um, just piggybacking off of Jamila, his community give back is big as well. Yes. He gives back mm-hmm. to the community a lot. And I remember one particular interview. I can't. I think you and I was there, Jamila. The cards, the spades night. Oh yeah. Yeah, and so. Um, yeah, I never I got that. Coach, I never got that press release, but it's all good. You know, we ain't bitter. Yeah. I'm gonna let you finish. Though. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> but no, um, I remember doing that interview, and I said something to the fact, and I don't want to quote him verbatim. You know, you're giving back to the community, and he switched it around. He was like, "I am the community," so it just mm-hmm. lets you know, you know, that he doesn't put himself on a high horse. You know, he said he's here in Atlanta. He wants to give back to this city that he is coaching a team for and he is a part of Atlanta. So I definitely would, I'm just honored to just be able to cover the Atlanta Hawks and be able to build a relationship with Coach It's dope to see his growth. It's dope to see his growth as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's uh, definitely a class dude and uh, just a man of integrity. And and I don't know how many of you guys were there when, uh, and Jamelia was there because I had talked to her about it when the Morehouse kids were there. Mm-hmm. And um, um, typically Morehouse brings uh, a group of journalism students to mm-hmm. about maybe two games a year, maybe like in the spring, in the fall, whatever. And a lot of the times they're not really given the access. They're not given the locker room access. They go to the game, they write their, their, their you know, their, their uh, story. And, you know, but this, this year they were able to sit in on the coaches' press conference. And a lot of times this journalism student, they were just sitting back you know, just really quiet and just like, they. I mean, the presser, like before you you guys know, when you speak up in the presser, it's daunting. Like, it's tough. Like when you yeah. first do it, like, I mean, we've been doing it for years. So it's like, it ain't no yeah. thing now. But when you first <laughs> ask that question and like, because I remember one time I, I, I thought I had like a seizure or something. I was like, uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like your heart is that thing out. Yeah. Yeah. And Coach Bud was gracious enough to kind of like, well, you know, you know, he just kind of cut me off and like answered it. But it's tough to ask the question. And the Morehouse kids were sitting in the back, and there was like a pause, and he said, "Any questions from you guys in the back from the Morehouse guys?" And I just thought that was so dope that he recognized who was in the building and like the fact that you know it's not easy to ask these questions because you're on live TV. Right. You know, and I just thought that was just like a dope moment for him to show what kind of guy he is. Um, shout out to our guy Rashad Milligan in the chat. Uh, he said, ask, he said, ask Malik about Chandler Parsons. Do you have like a Chandler? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like a Chandler Parsons story that we don't know about? Uh, Do you have a little bit Chandler? So before the before the season started, they had picked <laughs> him up, and I had wrote a piece about uh, the one hawk that nobody's talking about. And I thought Chandler Parsons was going to be this dude that just comes in and be the, the glue guy and and off the bench, you know. And and it, it did it it didn't turn out the and way I expected. Well. Nah, that is real bad, man. Molly. Oh man. Oh. Oh, man. Hey, it the effort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. E for effort. Hey, shout out, shout out to Rashad, though, man. That's the guy. Shout out to the goes, good goes question. in the chat. Good question. 
Shout out to those in the chat. I see Raphael there, my boy Fred, uh, Elijah Thompson, Brother Bob, Derek, uh, everybody in the chat. Shout out to y'all, man. Uh, yeah, man. The chain. Hey, and I tell you, I had a similar thing like that. One time, I wrote something about how Tim Duncan coming out of Wake Forest was kind of too skinny for the NBA. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, this Tim Duncan kid, I don't know about him. <laughs> it's not going to be good. <laughs> it's not going to be not good. Not age well either. <laughs> oh, man. And um, we're wrapping up, man. But I want to ask you guys as we get ways to be starting to wind things down. Looking to next year, and we're all pretty uh, – we're, we're assuming that next year we're, you know, going to be ready to go and have a new season and everything. What are some things – and you guys just jump in there as you feel – uh, what are some things that you feel that this team, this, this Atlanta Hawks team needs uh, to kind of take that next step to the next level, whether it be a certain type of player or that they just need more experience? What do you guys think about when you look at this team for uh, the next year? Um, someone with that dog mentality. Right. That dog. Um, I've always said yeah. that. Go ahead. That yeah. dog mentality. Like somebody, like we need like a Patrick Beverly or just, you know, who's going to get out yeah. there. They're going to, you know, get those loose balls. They're going to get the, get on the floor. Just like, space. yeah, like right. to show your presence is out there for people to like take this program a little bit more serious. Yeah. Like, okay, like we're playing the Hawks today. I know one thing about them, they're going to hustle. And they yeah. have that one particular player who's going to get it done yeah. defensively and offensively. Right. And currently right now, I mean, gosh, you know, we have some incredible players, but we don't have that person right now who's just that hustler. Like always like is going to hustle. They're going to talk their crap and they're going to back it up. Yeah, no doubt. And, and I've said that many times, Nia. I've said they need that dog. That 60-win season when they was, like, really rolling, they had two dogs on that squad, Damari Carroll and Tabo Cephalosha. Then when, when the uh, the NYPD broke Tabo's leg and Damari got hurt, they lost that dog. And it was just yeah. like LeBron came and it was a wrap. Like, but they yeah. had them dogs. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I'm with that. Professor, uh, question for you. Ooh, ooh. Do you still feel that chemistry with the team is off? Now, I said, I said that to you like during the beginning of the I said the chemistry was I, – I, the roster was different, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that going forward, that's going to be a, something that they're going to have to work out. Like next season, they're going to have to work out the kinks of what it looks like to have a Clint Capella and a John Collins on the on – the, on the, the floor at the same time, you know, because this isn't 2K. You can't just plug it in and it work. Like, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and I know, and I, and I promise you this, I'm going to say this right now. I know I'm going to get into battles with folks on Twitter saying, well, oh man, we should, we should, we paid all this money for Capella and this dude only got seven points and six rebounds. Folks never want to let the process take, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. so mm -hmm. it's going to be an adjustment. I don't think it's going to be a problem, you carry. But I just think it'll be an adjustment for the mm -hmm. for the chemistry. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to see consistency. I mean, that's that's big. It. I mean, yeah. you get you get consistency from Trey and John, and you know, other guys are developing. But that's I mean, that's key. Like, if you can know what you're gonna get from your players pretty much every night, every game, whatever, whatever, then you kind of know what you're working with. But I mean, they're still young. So. Yeah, mm -hmm. but like. 
we can only use that. They're still young for like only a little bit longer. <laughs> I know. Because, like, I mean, last year, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I would talk to John. I'd be like, yo, man, like you're a 20 and 10 guy. Like that's the expectation now. Yeah. Like, these games where you come out with like eight and eight and seven, like that's not a, that's a no go. Nope. Like you yeah. are a 20 and 10 guy. Yep. You gotta like, not, that's what you got to be, you know. <laughs> But I like I like the coach. I like you know I, I'm a, I like Trey Young and what he has going on, and um, I like the ownership. Shout out to shout out to Tony Wrestler for paying all of these employees during mm-hmm. the crisis. Like yeah, that's, that's big. big. He you was know, like one of the first too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mark Cuban. Like those one. Of, he cannot have that. But that was big. So shout out to Tony Wrestler. They're very creative with with what they do as far mm-hmm. as the team is concerned. But just shout out to uh, all of those guys at the Hawks organization man but uh ladies and gentlemen this has been fun man i, I enjoy yes, kicking cool. it with you guys it's, it's awesome yes. you. Yo, man it's good seeing y'all <laughs> Raphael in the chat said hey i miss my hawks media family shout out to Raphael. oh uh, shout out three point conversion is everywhere man super bowl <laughs> but uh this has been awesome, man. We definitely got to do it again sometime. Yes. I appreciate you guys for coming on to my little vehicle known as the Hawks Beat Podcast. If you're watching it, make sure you like the page. Check out their site. Uh, let's go around the horn and you guys just plug what you guys got going on so uh, folks can see that, listen to the podcast, and that check us out. So uh, let's start with Malik and just kind of go around the horn. All right. Uh, you can see me on Twitter at underscore Malik ATL. Uh, I do a lot of writing, a lot of writing. Um, I'm doing a lot of Falcon stuff now since that's the big NFL's the big thing, and the draft's about to come on. So I've been doing a lot of draft coverage. So check me out there. What's up? Okay, I'll go next. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me on all social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter at Nia on Air. That is N as in Nancy, because I know a lot of people think I'm saying Nia, but it's Nia on Air. Um, hey, the 2020 WNBA season is going to still happen, hopefully. So uh, stay tuned dream. with me. I'm yeah, shout out to your Atlanta Dream. Yes, so <laughs> stay tuned with me for your Atlanta Dream coverage. That's what's up. And you're doing a great job on your YouTube stuff, man. Keep yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Took a lot. Okay, I'll be yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys, you can find us at chicksinthesports.com, Twitter, Chicks in the Sports, Instagram, Chicks in the Sports. Looking forward to the WNBA season, which will begin. We got four new awesome players, and we're looking for a great season. Hopefully, media will be there. So we Let me tell you something. If people are competing in the city of Atlanta, Chicks in the Sports will send somebody to cover that event. <laughs> somebody needs to be somebody there. Somebody's going to be there. Playing three on three. Somebody's going to be there. It's all love. Uh, Lady J? And my blog is atlhawksfans.com. And on social media, it's at Jamila J. That's J-A-M. As in Mary, E E L A H J N B A. So, like the NBA. So, That's it. Well, I appreciate all you guys, man. It's been an honor uh, covering the games with you guys for these years. All the jokes and all the stuff, all the good times we've had. It's been a, it's, it's been dope seeing all of you grow. Like I've legit seen all of you grow. Yeah. Uh, Jamelia picked up a camera one day and she just became like Sports Illustrated and was just like right? oh, all over the interweb now. Right? <laughs> yeah. So it's good so. seeing her 
grow and, you know, Nia, Malik, you know, I've seen you guys mature. And, you know, I mean, when y'all first came in, y'all were quiet. And now y'all up in the press, I'm asking all the questions. Asking all the questions. And all in the media. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to y'all. Terry, man, she's always alive at a party with her introspective questions. Yeah. Uh, she's always just a dope spirit to have around. So I got much love for all of y'all. <laughs> Thank you, E. Much we love you, too. Same way. We love you. Emily. We love you, E. <laughs> hey, y'all know how to get at me, man. I'm uh, at Hogsbeat on Twitter, and uh, y'all know where I be. But again, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for coming on this call. And uh, I guess that's it, man. Any parting words? Uh, for me, E, no more AI jokes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh. First of all, okay, before we go, I don't know why she doesn't. Oh, no. Don't do it. <laughs> you guys know. Well, they don't know. Alan Iverson was like God to me growing up, right? And we were at a uh, Covering the Hawks game, and me and Don, shout out to Don from DNA Sports, Alan Iverson walked <laughs> behind us, and I felt his aura. I don't know why Yakiri refuses to believe this story. I felt the man's aura, and I was like, yo, Don, that's AI. And Don was like, yep, sure is. <laughs> I and then we see him courtside. And I still have the picture at the game when I took it when he was at the, the uh, thing. But that's my AI story, man. But, you know, we go back like this, me and AI. But uh, <laughs> we boys now. We boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> so also shout out to our guy, uh, Elijah Thompson, checking us out uh, at Lil Muggy on Twitter. He said he appreciates uh, all the coverage that we do. For Elijah. Shout out to our guy, everybody in the chat room. Uh, this podcast well, my guy from um from i was about to call it phillips state farm staff yeah. and everybody yeah. i miss you yeah. guys i miss all y'all no, yes. doubt, man, no doubt so you guys be safe and uh we'll see Wait, you on shout out to e because we ain't, you've been hyping us up the whole time. Let's hype you up. Hype you up because you be out here post game, pre game. You taking over questions. Like, come on now. You done grown like crazy. Like, you hyping us up. You done grown like crazy. Come on now. Hey, man. I tell you, man, it's, it's been a journey of growth for all of us, you know? And uh, I remember, like, you know, I, I was scared to ask questions in the pressers, man. Like, you know, I was like, am I allowed to ask a question? Now it's like, I'm like almost a snob about it. Like, where's the microphone? <laughs> I don't uh, need it. Question. Yeah. Garrett, right. But, I mean, it's just been a, a joy. Just, you know, this access that we've been given, uh, it, it's beyond any monetary, you know, thing. Because a lot of us do this in addition to the jobs that we work and other things that yeah. we got going on. So mm -hmm. it's been a huge, uh, a huge blessing. And uh, shout out to the Hawks, man. They're just a world class. Yes. Yeah. 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 Shout out. I mean, shout out to the food too, man. Let's we can't forget about the food now. Man. Oh, forget about the food. <laughs> food is amazing. Sometimes. Food is amazing. Shout out to the chef, man. I don't know no, who's in there, but they be in there. I don't eat all that stuff because yes, but the yeah, salad, the salad, the salad, the point. The salad, the point. Man. And when the drink machine is working, it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, they got yeah. ice cream. and they, they Ice cream. Oh, you know? man. Yeah. 
Shout out to them cookies, man. I mean, <laughs> shout out to them cookies. Put them in the bag. Put them in the draft. Got to get the cookies in the draft. Yeah, right. Just about to start. I appreciate you guys. I'll be in touch with y'all, and maybe we got to do this again, man. Appreciate you. Right. Appreciate. Much love. See you guys. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details